Bondo. Yeah. Star Wars Sessions in the building, children, ladies. This is the way to the recap, baby. And you know, it's gonna get wild when Matt and Luke talk Mando and the child. Morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Mandalorian Recap from Star Wars Sessions. This is our show where we're going to talk about the episode of The Mandalorian that has dropped hours ago. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me, as ever, is the man with the greatest hair this side of Coruscant and an all round good, jolly good fellow. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How are you, my friend? Hey, all right, mate. How are you? Uh, oh. I'm good, mate. It's been a good week. It's been a good end to the week for Star Wars fans and topped off by another Mando episode. I've got a cup of tea here, mate. I'm only a little bit sad that this is the penultimate Mando recap for the next year, but, you know, I'd rather have one left than have none at all. It's kind of surreal, isn't it? It really is surreal. Well, I've I've got a cheeky mocha, a cheeky mocha from uh, Greg's. You know, Baker's got a cheeky sausage roll, didn't I? Um, Yeah, mate. Absolutely buzzing. Obviously, another week, another Mandalorian episode. You know, we love it. Everyone loves it. And we're here for it. Um, Do you know what, mate? Just like you said, waking up early mornings on a Friday like a crazy person. I'm I'm here for it. It's good fun. It is good fun. And um, yeah, mate, it's just... It's crazy just how amazing the Star Wars universe is. Like, I, f- I feel like this week has just emphasized how big this universe is. And um, just to, you know, seal it off with another Mando episode, it's just good fun, mate. Mate, I can't wait to get stuck in and get chatting about it, to be honest. Oh, but it's like having a steak on the table in front of you and you're just waiting to get into it. You're just waiting to dive in. Um, chapter 15, episode 7 of season 2, The Believer. And for those who've never listened to one of our recaps before, firstly, welcome. And secondly, these are spoiler heavy. If you haven't seen this episode, The Believer, chapter 15, go watch it. It's 38 minutes long. Go check it out. Come back and listen. Unless, as Luke would say, you don't mind having everything spoiled, then come along. Join us for a ride. Jump aboard the spice train with us. So, uh, Luke, The Believer, the second to last episode before the finale. Top level, then. What are you thinking? Mate. I'm loving it. It's again, it's these video game vibes. <laughs> it's these video game vibes. It's what the show is, isn't it? It's yep. it's A to B to C to D. And I think it's crazy to think otherwise, right? It's just the style of storytelling that the Mandalorian has just has just gone gone down. Um yep, do you know what? Mayfeld last week. We knew that Bill Burr's character was going to be it was it last week? Because I was speaking to Danny Boy Sexton yes. earlier. He was right, because he was winding me up. He was going, no, mate, it was the Ahsoka episode. I was like, what's <laughs> it? I was like, I don't know no, it was, mate. It last was... week, wasn't it? Yeah. That's when we were like, oh, this week will be a prison break episode, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he was winding Danny me boy. up. I think, I think he's pulling my leg. I think Dandelorian. Yeah, the classic Dandelorian. By the way, if you don't know, Danny Boy, Danny Boy Sextoni, Dan Sexton, he's the guy who does the rap at the beginning of this intro. You can mm. thank him. at uh, get the party started. Yeah, he really does. He really does. Um, when we do a live show, it's just going to turn into a rap gig. 
<laughs> and just we're like, right, so we've we've been talking for ten minutes. Don't want to hear anything more from Matt and Luke. Hand it over to Danny Boy. He's just going to spit bars on that. Um, no, mate, is that Mayfeld um, was going to return? We knew that from last week, and it just again it just jumps straight into it. And I really enjoy just different landscapes in Star Wars, new planets, different landscapes. And as soon as we jump in the, uh, into the episode, you know, we're greeted by a seemingly like a junk planet, um, like TIE fighter cockpits just lodged in like piles of metal. It's just, um, it's nice. It's good escapism. It's good, good escapism. Uh, I like the landscape. Bill Burr and Mayfeld. So obviously last season, some people had some reservations on Mayfeld and uh, really chapter six of the uh, first season. Personally, I liked it, but it just wasn't my favorite. Um, it's one of my least favorites of, of the whole series. And, and yet I still really enjoy it. Um, the other thing... I would say is that I don't think a lot of that was to do with Mayfeld. I was just surprised he was returning to this role in the second season. And, you know, we spoke about this last episode of Mando recap, Matty boy. I was like, I think they're getting Mayfeld back because he was an Imperial. He's the only guy in Mando's circle who was like an ex Imperial. He's like the mirror image to, um, Cara June, you know? Um, so yeah, do you know what, mate? Really enjoyed him in this episode. I enjoyed him in this episode more than I did in chapter six of the first season. What about you, mate? Yeah, I well, I'm interested to know what people who weren't so keen on Mayfield returning, what they think of him in this episode, because uh, yeah, I've kind of struggled to work out why people didn't like him in the first episode, in the first appearance. Sorry, other than. Certain people didn't like the fact that he spoke in a Boston accent, right? Um, but you know, welcome, you know, turn up to County Club and all that. Um, so I liked Mayfield in, the, in his first appearance. I liked him in this one, and I, I enjoyed this episode too. I've seen it twice now. The first time I watched it, again, I liked it. Then the second time I watched it, I was like, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this actually. Again, it's not the best of the season or of the series, but it's still a lot of fun. It's it is the build up now to the probably quite explosive finale. But again, it's not filler. There is no such thing as filler, especially not when Filoni's about or Favreau. It's just a good old-fashioned heist episode. Um, And I like how everyone was split up again. I've mentioned that before. You've got Mando and Mayfield are split up together. You've got Cara Dune and Fennec, who are bossed together in this episode. And then you've got Boba's just chilling back on Slave One, listening to his beats. So I like how everyone split up and it wasn't just let's send all of them in because... And they gave the reasons why they just get uh, ID'd straight away and <laughs> killed. But no, I I enjoyed this one, mate. I liked it. It it follows it kind of it kind of follows the Mando template, but it doesn't. Obviously, this wasn't a you do something for me, I do something for you type thing. But it was, you know, we're going straight in. We've got we've got to get something. It's a heist, but there happens to be pirates. We've got to get rid of them first, and then the Imperials. We've got to get rid of them. But I like that, mate. It, it works. I I enjoyed that. And I think it's set up now, the season, episode eight, sorry. I think it's set up really nicely. So I enjoyed this, mate. And for a an episode which was basically getting a, a juggernaut from one end of a bridge to another almost, end of a um, roadway to another, and then into a, f- f- a refinery, 
uh, I liked quite a lot about this, and I've got a, you know a few things that I really did enjoy for something which was such a simple uh, story. Yeah, no, I, I did enjoy this one, mate. Yeah, it was it was pretty simple and it was pretty straightforward, to be honest, mate. I, I think a lot of us, myself included, felt like this would almost mirror season one, where the last two episodes was kind of like part one and part two. That's, that's it. That's certainly what it what it felt like in the first series. I'm not sure if this felt like that. This didn't to me. It didn't feel like part one of the ending. It literally just felt like the penultimate chapter. It felt like the setup, especially when, especially with obviously the end. And it felt like, right, now we're leading into the end rather than, you know, this is a part one and part two, yeah. Because this was a wee bit longer too, wasn't it? 38 minutes, I think it was, 37 minutes. 38 minutes. So uh, do you know what, mate? I reckon next week's episode is going to be quite a big boy. It's going to be quite a long one. Yeah, I think it's you're probably going to look at like a 50 minute mark. I I reckon, yes. I reckon, which is going to yes. be filth. Going to need to get up extra early for that bad boy. Oh. Um, but mate, I think um, I you know what? I thought this was good. I went in with no expectations, and I like that. I like that we we don't have any trailers or anything to go off of. Like we said a few shows ago, you know, we saw all of the promo stuff in the first four chapters of this season. So we we are truly going in blind. I have no, I have no idea what's going to happen. I had no idea. And it's small things. Like I said about the planet, I had no idea the planets were going to look like that. The pirates were going to look like that. I thought it was it was classic, very video gamey, very RPG. Even with the people jumping on, like when Mando's fighting those those rude boys, like, <laughs> when, he's, when he's fighting those guys, I was like, mate, this is like there's one moment where the camera angle is just looking like um, it, it's like it's a Tekken game or something. It's just looking sideways what the situation and these pirates like jumping onto the uh jumping onto the to the vehicle um thought was really cool huge rogue one vibes in oh, naughty boy yeah i've got that down as well mate bro that's like through it's like throughout the episode there is so many rogue one references whether it's the 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 armor we see shore troopers again, which are you know our boy ST nine double oh nineteen, aka the king of Malta. It's all over that. He's oh, all mate. over it, mate. And then obviously and the fact that they had to get all decked out in Imperial clothes. I know that happens in a lot of the Star Wars films, but they did it in Rogue One as well to uh to get themselves into a Imperial station. Um in Rogue One it was on Scarif here, it was on uh, Morak. Obviously, Mando having to wear the Imperial um, uh, armor, you could tell he was absolutely fuming and wasn't pleased about that. He felt you could just feel the shame coming out of him, which I don't blame him. But yeah, the Rogue One vibe, especially when they got into the refinery. I was like, this is the, it just, just the way the camera is tracking people, the lighting. Uh, it had massive Rogue One vibes from that. And I, as it's, like I say, it's my number one film of the franchise. I was here for all of that. And they managed to get quite a lot into this episode again, despite it being a simple premise. It was we we find out that obviously the Imperial Remnant that they, they, they're bigger than they seem. They are seem like they are. Like we, when they we've got the uh, the cloning facility or whatever it was on Navarro. Here you've got the uh, Rhydonium refinery. So they're uh, so they're taking that and sorting that out. Who knows what for? And then you get um, that guy Valin Hess, the officer. 
who Mayfield used to serve under, who's played by a guy called Richard Brake, who's a, like a chameleon actor. He stars in like comedies, westerns. He was in Game of Thrones, Batman Begins. He's in a lot of horror films as well. He was like really evil. He had like a really unsettling presence. But even like the stuff he was saying, how they just, he destroyed an entire city. I think it was called Burning Con. And he was like, did it for the Empire. And he was like, the, we're basically going to, with this Rhydonian, we're now going to cause as much chaos as we can. So people beg for the Empire to return and bring order. Now, is this the Empire or the First Order? I mean, I don't think, I think that's a stretch oh, to no. say it's a hint. But it's the fact that they're like, basically, we're finding out what the Remnant's plan is now. They basically want to basically turn the tables on the New Republic and almost be like a rebellion to them and just cause as much chaos. So these worlds are like, the Empire wasn't great, but at least it wasn't like this. At least we had order. So we find out about what they what they meant to be doing, but mate, I've got to mention it up top. I've got oh, to yeah, mention go on, it. Go on, mate. I knew I knew this was coming. We all knew this was coming, but I have to say it. Uh, I, I, two times I've seen this now. I've gone yes. Fett, he's in a slave one. He's being pursued by two Tie Fighters, and he's uh, we got we got company. And I was like, oh, oh, well, what, what what weapons are you going to use to take these out? What was what what was the noise that those seismic charges made? Hang on, let me give it a go. <laughs> yeah. The sound dropped out when they gave us that noise. We knew it was gonna happen at some point, but no, I had to was, get that in before I forgot. But it, yeah, they packed it, it in all four, like, I think, mate. It was like um I was back in the cinema in two thousand and two. Oh. Like hearing those attack and a clones noises, man. <laughs> I was like, mate, because I've I've always said on this podcast that's like one of my favourite sounds in yeah. Star Wars, and it's it's such a good scene in Attack of the Clones, in a snack of the clones. You know, it's it's great that there's just so much cohesion. You know, it's clear. It's just clear that the people with these ideas have just gone back and looked at the universe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's such a small detail, and it's like, yeah, brilliant, brilliant to see one of those things just explode and take out two tie fighters. Just yeah, straight, straight up decimation. I'm here for it, mate. I I love it. And you got Fennec and Kara just like. Yep. Oh, mate. That was pretty cool to watch. I love those two together, just the sharpshooters yeah. together. Two, and again, it, the the, uh, the women were kicking it this time. They were taking the falls down left, right, and centre, and they looked boss. I liked them an awful lot in this episode. Mate, I loved these ladies in, in, in this episode. Fennec Shand, Cara Dune, just, just, I don't know, just staying back, because you could quite easily put them up, up front in the action and everything. Um, man, now we're now we're talking about this episode. A lot more happens in it than <laughs> right. And there's the big one, which I know we'll mention, like the big thing right. for the man, though. But right, I know right, what you're saying, right, right, right. You put them um, front and center, then they kind of they almost feel like they're being pushed to one side. Whereas right. by having them on the side, they feel bigger to the story. Right, right. It, it was just because they were they were vital for the operation, and they were just sharpshooting from a distance. It just was like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Do you, you know, in, in so many stories, they're like, oh, that's convenient, that happens. It's like with Mando, they're like, yeah, just put put a couple people um, up, up. On the, up on the high ground, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> right, right, high ground. So, 
bish bash bosh they're they're shooting down falls it makes so much sense mate it makes so much sense and you know what just going back to the rogue one see this is a mess we love it um going back to the rogue one references even the transport carrier it's like yeah beginning of rogue one it's like it's a bit like that isn't it mate it's it's similar it's similar it's not the exact same is it because i think the original carriers they're, they're like remnants of uh they're converted um, vehicles from the Clone Wars. They were in, started, you saw it in Revenge of the Sith, I think it was on right. Kashyyyk, and then they modified them for Wobani. Right, precisely. So it's it's just great to see that, um, I don't know, that the, the architecture, the Imperial architecture being carried out properly. Mm-hmm. It really is lovely, mate. It really is lovely to see. And just seeing a, a, a wee bit of the Empire, from the Empire's perspective, you know, the guys coming in and they're all like cheering and stuff oh, yeah. and saluting each other. And when they get out into the little Imperial base, you know, the, the Imperial squad hangout. Yeah, mate, I was like, dude, this feels like the solo hangar. Like the the like terminal in Solo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was and I love that scene. Like that that's one of my favourite scenes from Solo. We don't because... see it very often, do we? No, when, you don't. The glory of the Empire, they're shouting, right? And it, it just and also small, really small detail. There were guys in there with helmets on that weren't stormtrooper helmets or anything like that. They looked hella like um, French old French um, military helmets. Nice. I, I just go back and watch it because they were like just the design of it. I was like, yeah, that looks like World War One French military helmet. It's, uh, they would have all been cobbled together as well. This isn't the Empire anymore, is it? They just have to take what they can get. This right. remnant, so that yeah, makes sense. That's that's kind of the impression I got. And there were some stormtroopers that were shiny, and there were others that were really dirty and gritty, and obviously remnant. You know, thanks to the uh, action figures that we've got from Hasbro, yeah. <laughs> we know that's what they're called, remnant stormtroopers right um yeah thank you and i don't know mate i think um there's a lot there's a lot to take in in this episode and you know this is the first episode in the series we've not had our little baby bubba on board no you're right yeah i was expecting to turn up man grogu wasn't there and actually i feel like it didn't affect the story at all and it was almost like, man, when are we going to see him? When are we going to see him? You know, are we going to even see him? And it became more and more clear by the end of the episode, he, he wasn't going to be there. But I wasn't sitting there thinking, man, if I don't see Grogu, flipping worst episode ever, like <laughs> I, I weren't thinking that. I was just enjoying it because it, it makes you miss him more. Like your, your imagination goes more wild. Of course, he's mentioned toward the end of the, the, the uh, episode, the end of the chapter. Um, but yeah, mate, it, Incredible. Really enjoy. And also, sorry, mate, I'm going off on one, aren't I? Yeah, no. How cool is it? Mando's in Stormtrooper armor, right? The, um, the, what, what armor is it? It's the, like, I don't know. I just called him like trooper tank, armor. Tank driver armor. Yeah. Rogue One armor, right? <laughs> he's, in, he's in Rogue One armor. Our King of Malta would know. But, um, yeah. Anyway, he's in that and he's using his armor to protect himself in combat, yeah. right? His immediate, oh, yeah. his immediate like reactions are to, to go into a certain position, into a certain defensive maneuver. And you can see how usually his armor would, would contribute to that. The armor was kind of pivotal in that defense, right? It just went hand in hand with his style. Now Mando forgets he's not in that. Suddenly he's taking like an arrow to the knee, 
Do you know what I mean? He is, uh, he ain't good. He, he, he's, he's getting hurt. He still came off like a champ because that's what he is. He's a beefcake, isn't he, Matt? He's taking a pounding, and that's what I like to get. Because every <laughs> every episode, he takes a good beating at least once, which is which just shows he's not this invincible hero. Which we've always said it's great. There was a time where we thought, is he just getting wailed on too much? But I've come to appreciate the fact that yeah, I like the fact that he can just get taken down. And in this, I, so I noticed that as well. He's got his arms up to try and like deflect, like he did with the Soka's lightsabers, trying to deflect these um, sticks, but it's not working. He gets a. He gets like a Babe Ruth's baseball swing to the face as well with, in his mask, and he's taken a beating. So, it, I mean, he's obviously a skilled fighter because he's taken these guys down hand-to-hand. And and also, yeah, that's another thing, hand-to-hand combat. You know, Blaster runs out, who's having to use all his smarts. And I like that. It wasn't just, you know, he, how do I get out of this? I know, well, I'll just shoot everyone. No, you're going to have to fight these, you know, rough and tumble. So I liked that side of it. Um, <laughs> just like lobbed the pistol at that guy. <laughs> yeah, and, and it right. is, which is even funnier. I just threw it and he's like, oh, he still missed him. And the pirate's like, ah, get him. It's great. And then um, I, I like it, mate. I, I really liked the fighting and the choreography. I thought it was done well. Like when the gut, when the pirate gets run over and then the other one like smacks his head into the tire. It's like, that's brutal. Um, and then obviously they're trying to blow up the, the juggernaut. So they can stop the Rhydonium getting to the Imperial. So it's really quite odd because it's. I love this because it was a twist. Obviously, Mando is fighting for the right side, the good side, right. and these pirates are trying to blow up the Rhydonium to keep it out of the hands of the Imperials. Mando is now having to stop them in order. So, basically, then giving the Imperials this Rhydonium, which they can use for nefarious means. So he's kind of having to go against everything he wants. Whereas the pirates usually be like, yeah, blow that stuff up. We don't let the Imperials get it. Mando's having to stop them. And then when you think when Mando, uh, there's like three more uh, shiploads of pirates turn up and Mando's like, oh, okay, gets ready to throw down. Then the TIE fighters swoop in to save them. So now we've got right. the villains are saving the heroes. And we're like, yes, the tides have come. When really... Then the other time, I was like, oh, no, the ties have come. Dude, so that um, tie sequence was like everything had been twisted on its head. And I really, re- really like that. Um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I had the exact same feeling. Like when when you it's, as soon as the TIE fighters come and they blow up the guys, you sudden and they arrived at the camp, right, at the base. And there's all these stormtroopers like saluting and clapping and celebrating. I immediately realized, hang on, I was I was just cheering for the bad guys, but I didn't realize. Because of course you're cheering for Mando, but what Mando has done and what, what um you know our boy um Mayfeld has done is just it was almost unavoidable. It's like if the pirates had just sat down and spoken to him. <laughs> Yeah, or just gone away. But it, it kind of highlights the, you know, um, the importance of like of doing that of dialogue, right? Because dialogue would have saved all of those people, um, and because the the, the is it Rhydonium? Yes. Rhydonium, it gets blown up anyway, right? That's the that's the irony to it. But these guys just get shot down like fools, you know. Um, also, just with the pirates, were you thinking that Hondo Onaka was going to turn up? Um, I actually think he's going to turn up next season, but um, I didn't think he'd. I didn't think he'd turn up in this episode simply because the pirates are being 
like thrown around like ragdolls at one point. I was like, they're not going to, and they can't surely have Hondo come and he'd be like, ah, hey guys, and try to make a deal with yeah, them. Yeah, bang, bullet I do head. think he's going to come back, come in next season, only because you look at like Galaxy's Edge and Hondo's a big player there. And he's been in a lot of the tie-in materials to Galaxy's Edge and um, obviously Clone Wars and Rebels. And where they're pulling characters from that, Hondo, he, he's still going to be a youngish geezer at the time. So he seems to be, I reckon he's a, I'm not going to say a dead cert, but if there was a rumour about Hondo, I'd buy into it, mate. I'd, I'd absolutely buy into it. And I, and I, the episode's called The Believer. And I was thinking, right, what does that mean? And as soon as, and there was a few things that got me thinking now, at the beginning of the episode, Mayfield is going on about Mando's mask. Well, Mando says, I'm going to go down there, but I'm not taking my helmet off. Uh, and even, and on the way, on the way in the Juggernaut, uh, Mayfield keeps saying, how do you wear this? How do you people wear these things? Take it off, take it off. And he's like, and you know, he's like, yeah, okay. At some point he's going to take it off. You just know he is. But also it's for Mayfield as well. Cause Kara even says where you're, what you're going to get out of this is you're going to see the other side. That when they're driving in this juggernaut, they're seeing these dishevelled kids who've been forced out of their homes and having to fight for their homes. He's seeing what the remnant is doing to this world, even though he's saying, you know, the New Republic, the Empire, we're all this, these people can't differentiate because you're all the same. You all come over and colonise. But, you know, he's, he, these kids are the first sign just that something's wrong. And then obviously we get into the episode and when uh, Mayfield is listening to um, Hess basically bragging it's like yeah i killed five to ten thousand imperial men for the empire because it had to be done and do you know what we're going to do it all over again until the galaxy realizes we are we we are the way and you could tell and that's when mayfield's like right he's now become necessarily a believer but he's lost his belief in the imperials even though he left them he now sees them for what they are so i i liked that as well so we've got a little arc for mayfield so i'm guessing mayfield's going to go and be a good guy in the galaxy now but um you mentioned Mando's helmet, mate. I knew he was going to take it off at some point. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that he did because, firstly, Pedro's a hunk. And secondly, it, they've been building up to it a lot. Obviously, like you've mentioned that Bubba's been, Grogu's been looking up at him. Every time he sort of goes to take his helmet off to eat, Grogu's looking up, trying to get a, a, a sight in. We've seen Boba take his helmet off or have no helmet. Bo-Katan takes hers off and all the other Mando she's with. And there's a big, like, the push now that Mando may, you know, f- realize this may not quite be the the way. And I knew he was going to take it off at some point, but I liked the way that they had to make him do it. Uh, Mayfeld couldn't go in because Hess may recognize him. They didn't want to blow the operation. So, so Mando's like, we are not turning back. I have got to get the kid. And this, and for, uh, for Grogu, it's all this is for Grogu. He takes his helmet off. And stands in front of everybody with his helmet off, so he can get the facial recognition. And then, of course, you have to go for a, a couple of kef beers with Hess. But I like the fact that he had to do it in order to get what they needed to save Grogu. So basically, it's the love of the child yeah. that's made him do it. And I love that man. Yeah, it's it's spot on, mate. You're like he's starting. I think Mando's starting to see. You know, he's starting to come to his own conclusion and he's starting to see that Mandalorian culture isn't necessarily just black or white, you know? Um, so I'm I'm really impressed by that, mate. I'm really, really impressed. Um, I think as well, on top of that, it was great just to see our boy. Yeah. 
Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Like, he looked fantastic. I mean, he not only does he have, he has an incredible voice anyway. Yes. But to see him just pop up and for that voice to come out of, of that face, I was like, man, this guy is an absolute G unit. He's an absolute legend. I love this guy. Um, but no, I think it's really important for the, for the episode. And actually, Mayfeld, I, I do think from a certain point of view was actually speaking some knowledge. He was actually sharing some wisdom, but what Mando is saying is, look, mate, like you're, you're from, we're from completely different backgrounds. And actually Mando is a more principled person, right? He's not just going to be like, yeah, or yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah. Throw, let me, let me just like throw that all behind me. No, it doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that and so um yeah it was it was really really nice to see that kind of like unravel they've been hinting to it throughout the season whether it's meeting Bo-Katan and Mando's that don't wear helmets you know to like uh like you said uh, about what I said about little baby just like looking up at Mando's helmet thinking wow man it, uh, that thing comes off you know being really intrigued by this situation uh it's lovely mate and to just see that happen to see how far our boy the Mandalorian Din Djarin will go to save his boy because that's that's who he is it's it is his son and that's what this season has done this season has just cemented that it has cemented this father, you know, son relationship. I see. And I love that, mate. I am. And that's what we've been saying, isn't it? Every episode we've said, every episode over the recap is they're they're building the blocks now for for this bond to really grow and get bigger and bigger. And kind of the way they get to the end of this one, mate. Did should we should we mention the message at the end? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Oh, Let's do it. I mean, they get to that and it's like, right, Mando says, and that's, this is when I thought, oh, maybe we'll see Grogu here because we go on Gideon's ship because for the whole point of the episode, as you know, is they've got to get the coordinates to Gideon's ship, hence why they uh, have to go into the refinery, he has to take his helmet off and everything happens because they need his coordinates. Otherwise, he's lost forever. Um, so he sends out a message to, to Gideon and he repeats Gideon's speech from season one, but it's the end bit when he says, he means more to me than you will ever know. I got goosebumps hearing it like that because I was like, "That's it. Mando's had enough now. Dadalorian is had. Dadalorian is about to drop some absolutely serious beatdowns now. He he's come out and said, "Look, that kid, he means more to me than you'll ever know." But he's admitted, you know, he's, he, he, he's embraced it. He has admitted it. He's embraced it now, and he's accepted that this is his son, basically, and he will do whatever it takes to have him back safely, and probably now uh, train and nurture him himself. But I love that. I love the fact that he did. He had his helmet on, of course. So he's literally just staring straight down the barrel of that camera. And he's like, yeah, basically saying, "I'm coming for you," and you don't know what kind of uh, dynamite I'm packing because he's going to have Fett, Shand, Dune, maybe I don't know. Grief Cargo might be coming along. I want Frog Lady to turn up because she's good of a blaster. Who knows? And again, did Grogu reach out to a Jedi in the last episode? Who knows? Are we going to have like one like mental, mental? Is all going to? Is it going to? Is everything going to be sort of like thinking? Ah, oh, yeah, the, the game's up. We're going to lose this, and then suddenly someone comes in out of nowhere, like Ezra or I don't know, someone, and saves it. Are we going to get to that? It's so exciting. But that is, that's that's the next episode. At the end, I love the way it ended, where it was basically Mando saying, "Like, I know we found you. We've got the coordinates. Surprise! 
we know when we're coming for you and there's nothing you can do about it. And I was just thinking that has set up episode eight now to be an absolute like boss yes. action filled, emotional action filled adventure. And I'm excited. Mate, I mean, we say it every week, maybe we've got another seven days to wait and I'm not sure I can. Oh mate. I know it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The anticipation is sky high. The excitement is sky high because again, I don't know how this is going to end. I have no idea how they're going to end this. I have ideas and that's about it. And how good is that? How good is it that we feel like that, right? It's doing its job. The, 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 a good job. Um, it's, it's lovely, mate. It really is lovely. And one of the other things, just going back to the episode, this is just another thought I've I've had while we're while we're discussing this. Um, this is how you know we don't we don't plan out this stuff. We're just we just jump on and we're chatting. You know, That's it. That's still, it. it's still sinking in. Um, Mayfeld says to Mando about how you know basically as long as you're if if you're doing stuff right and you're going to to bed at night. You know, and you're not worrying about those like awful things you've done. Something along those. I'm paraphrasing horribly. Um, you're you're doing all right, you know. And yeah, then yeah. at the end of the episode, you've got Mayfeld has a little character development, you know, right? And he's saying, yeah, like what you were saying, just just kind of like following on from what you were saying about Mayfield Mayfeld kind of seeing it from the other side, like a different perspective. Mayfeld's finally seeing, you know, what the Empire is you know, really behind all those masks, behind all those Stormtrooper helmets. And um, he's just like, yeah, I've got to sleep well tonight. You know, and he shoots up that, the, uh, the Rhydonium. Oh. It's, it's fantastic. Really is fantastic. Just a small bit of character development for him. And obviously at the end of the episode, he is uh, liberated in a really cool way. Yeah. Really cool way. And uh, yeah, mate, I'm sure we'll see him in future content. Um, whether that's Mando or not, I'm not sure, but maybe because he's scum and villainy, but now he's maybe leaning a bit more toward the center, maybe a bit good, you know, because he's seen, he's, he's got that perspective now. And I think it's lovely that you, we were able to experience and do that in just one episode, right? One episode. It's fa- it, It's great to see, man. It's really great. to How good were those scenes with the Imperial officer? How good oh, were they, dude? He's he was fa- fabulous. Um, it's I said, really quite chilling. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa directed this episode. He did a couple like one last week, a couple last season. Mm. He directed it so and he directed the characters well as well, especially that dude Hess, because he just he just had that sinister presence when he's like, you haven't been, I can't do the voice, but he's like, you haven't been dismissed, and that's like, and it's like, oh, you can just sort of feel it going up your spine when you say when he's and you think the game's up and you, you never quite know what he's going to do and the way he's kind of like relishing. He's like, I killed those men for the empire. And he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll destroy the galaxy. So everybody knows that we, the empire um, were, were the best all along, not this new Republic, blah, blah. Yeah, man, they were really good scenes. And I like those kind of sit down scenes where you get to see what's going on in the, in the background. Cause again, Hess is just a low level officer, but it's the indoctrination he's been through to believe that everything he's doing is right. And when, uh, when Mayfield sits and says, let's drink to Operation Cinder, which of course oh, shouts out to the mate. comics and the Battlefront 2 game. And he's like, this dude knows his history. And he's like, so proud about it, even though Cinder was basically 
uh, not quite like the older run, but it was like the destruction of worlds, basically. And he's just like, that guy knows his history. Like high five across the table pretty much. And I, 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 I loved it, man. Of course he gets shot. I thought he got shot in the face, but he gets shot in the heart. So he's gone now, but because that's it. Mayfield's had enough. He's had enough. And he, he was mentioned in the first season that he's an Imperial sharpshooter. The best that the guy had ever seen, Ranzar Malk had ever seen. And we get to see that at the end when he blows up that, um, Rydonium, a slave one's pulling away. Um, I I love those little scenes. There's I there was I just like to li- love lots of little details like the, the, the garbage planet just looked great. We've seen it in the Clone Wars uh, where Maul was found with his <laughs> spider legs. Um, I'm guessing this was the Carthon chop fields that uh, Cara Dune mentioned in the, in the last episode. Uh, I like Morak like almost like a rainforesty type environment, a rainforest jungle right. planet. I liked that a lot. Um, I, I like the little, I like the dialogue when they're saying like, who sh- should we go in? Kara, Kara can't go in because she'll get recognized by, they'll scan her like genetics or something. I think it was Phoenix. Like I'm wanted by the ISB and Boba's just like, I think they may recognize me if I go in. And it's like, it's just like little like di- lines of dialogue like that. I thought Mayfield had some funny lines when, when they're talking about Rhydonium and Boba Fett, Boba Fett says it's, it's highly volatile and explosive mm. and, and Mayfield's like, yeah, like this guy, huh? And nobody laughs. I love those little, yeah. little like, kind of like Bill Burrisms. And um, didn't Boba Fett look shiny in this episode, mate? He's had a buffer. Dude, I was just about to say that. I was just, he <laughs> you know, like he? cleaned up his uh, his armor. It's like he it went down. Really odd, but it looks good. Yeah, mate, it's like he went down the market, went to a like, cheeky shoe shiner or something in Leadenhall Market. But uh, it went to a helmet shiner or something, you know, an armor shiner. I don't know. But, um, mate, really, really good. Really nice to see that because that's kind of, yeah, it makes sense. So, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's not seen it for a while. He values it a lot. And, it, you know, the fact that you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? So yeah. now he's got it back. He's cleaning it up. I love it, mate. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, this this episode has a lot in it. And like I say every week, mate, boy, I can't wait to rewatch it. You know, I've only seen it once and we, rec- we record this show. There's a lot of details in this. And again, the, the, the world building, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. This show captures that Star Wars um, essence. One one thing to like kind of end on, and I've seen a few comments about this, is uh, the scanning of Mando's face on on that computer. Um, that was like some people are saying, "Well, hang on, he's been scanned. You know, does that mean he's got an imperial past?" I I don't think that's the case. You know, he was raised as a youngling, right, yeah. uh, or a foundling. Sorry, um, surely. Uh, yeah, it, it's a weird device. Was it scanning just to make sure it was a, like a biological being, or I, I took it as a kind of like Orson Welles type nineteen eighty four thing, where by scanning his face, it's you know the the Empire now owns your face details. Basically, they know they could they could, you're on their database. So I, I took it as it, you had to be sentient because anyone can put a mask on, right. and so you can't have a mask. But at first, I was like, now they know. Now they're going to know even more about him because they've got his details, and I, and I know the refinery was blown up, but maybe that maybe those details get sent to uploaded to a like, galactic cloud or t- cloud drive. I don't know, but I think it was just to um, yeah, just to so you could see it was an actual person. And I remember the the Empire don't they don't like other species apart from humans, so maybe right. it's something to do with that. But 
it raises the question, do they now have, now that they've got his like, facial recognition data, can, I know this is like a very 2020 thing to say, but do they now have his, can they now access more about him from that? Or, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but um, yeah. I don't know. I, li- I, I, I liked that. I haven't seen any of the comments because as I always say, I don't go on socials or our Discord server until we've recorded this. Cause, so I don't know what any, I, people might think this is the worst episode ever. I, I've no idea, but it goes to show that you don't need a big reveal every episode. You don't need to have somebody come in like a, a Bogotan or a Ahsoka t- to sell this episode. And that's why I love season one so much is because if this felt like a season one episode where it didn't have like the big reveal, it didn't have like the big thing that you're waiting for. It was just a straightforward story, heist story. And I like that. And he didn't even need to rely on Grogu to, to provide any entertainment. I got everything I needed from this. And the tagline for this episode was, Mando and the child continue their journey through a dangerous galaxy on Disney Plus. I'm thinking, whoever wrote that obviously hasn't seen the episode because it's nothing to do with that. Yeah, that's the same. That's the they put that on every episode, I think, because that was on last week's as well. Got you right. That makes sense. I think anyway. Yeah, because I thought the exact same thing. Because I had to double check I was on the right episode. Because I was like, oh, Cara Dune's in in this one again. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, because she was on the. She's been on quite a few actually of of the image covers for the episodes. But I think the the idea behind that is they're kind of like non spoilery. They're very neutral. Just images. Just plonk it. They don't even have the title, do they? No, that's right. That's right. They don't have even have the title. It's good though, mate. I'm enjoying the season, man. And like we said earlier, I'm completely pumped and excited. And my mind is going crazy with ideas for the season finale. Um, yeah, mate. Really interested to see what happens. Really interested. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not a biased fanboy, really, honestly. But I do believe that every episode so far has been good, at yeah. least good, if not excellent. And this is another one. This is a, this is another very good episode. Gave me what I wanted. It, it pushes the story forward up until next week's like mega, mega, mega finale. So um, where we go, this, this, let the theories and speculation begin. We've got seven days now of trying to work out what's going to happen. But I'm very happy with this episode, mate, going, going into the much anticipated finale. Oh, mate, I'm likewise, I'm super excited. Um, and I'm, that's all I'm going to be thinking about. I'm going to be like making, you know, a lunchtime wrap or something like a tortilla wrap. And I'm going to be wrap. like, man, what's Gideon going to do? Because <laughs> he's expecting Mando now. What's going to happen? <laughs> like, oh, that's going to be in my mind. Oh, I'm going to wake up. Broke, like, okay. I hope I'm they just, did not show him because he's in trouble. I'm going to just wake up at 3 a.m. And think, what about Grogu? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that he's, meme about I bet he's thinking about other women, and it's just like, no. Well, now Gideon knows they're coming. What defenses will you yeah. put up to block them? <laughs> I think like that. Yeah, these last few weeks, that's kind of been accurate. That's kind of been accurate. So, uh, well, yeah, it's it, it's great. What I mean, Matty boy, what a time to be a Star Wars fan. Yes, mate. This over the next week, the sessions have got some great content for you coming, but. As a wonderful end to a week, the Mando's delivered again. I was slightly worried that this may be a, a, a prison break episode similar to episodes like the reverse of season six, uh, chapter six in the last episode, which season which I liked. And we didn't get to see um, Zion, the Twi'lek, or the other ones. So who knows where they are? But yep, I'm happy with this one. Lukey Boy's happy, happy with this one. Let us know what you, uh, you all thought about this episode. Was it good? Was it bad? Has it got you even more pumped? the new audio for the season finale. But 
Uh, I believe that is that for the recap episode. Luke, Bly, where can the world find us online? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. We're Star Wars Sessions on all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for us. We'll be there. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Loads of juicy extra content on there. And finally, chuck us an email. You got a thought, got an opinion, got a voice note. Send it to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Well said, my friend. All the audio episodes go up on YouTube as well, if that's your jam. A few videos have gone up, including our recent BBC interview, so go check that out and subscribe as well. And if you're listening on YouTube, hello, like, subscribe and comment below. We'd love it. But until the final Mandalorian recap, which is next week, and I'm already sad saying it, from me, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs>